ho, ho, Merry Christmas. Thanksgiving is over. We are all now legally allowed to celebrate Christmas. And tonight we're talking about Christmas movies and we couldn't just pick two. So tonight we're doing the first ever Convince Me Draft. It's Team Rut versus Team Elrod. And chestnuts aren't the only thing getting roasted on this episode. Welcome to Convince Me. Awkward pause. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Convince Me. This is episode like 33. You would think I would have things down and the right buttons pushed in advance, but that would just not be us to be smooth sailing all the way through. Welcome in to another episode. I'm Andy Rutherford, joined as always by Mr. Brian Bennett, Mr. Casey Elrod. Gentlemen, are you in the Christmas spirit? Are you ready for this one? I'm ready for this one. This could be our most controversial episode we've had so far, because I'm going to be making some statements tonight about some movies that some people hold dear, uh, and they're not going to like these comments. So I'm looking forward to causing a little controversy tonight. You know, who, who would have predicted we would be on episode 33 going into Christmas. We're still going strong. Tell Bellrod doesn't piss too many people off tonight. We can keep going. <laughs> I was about to say what started as our quarantine boredom uh, fix. And I think there's a lot of Marvel fans out there that don't yeah. think this will be the most controversial episode we've done. Yeah, I'm still getting the hate mail on that episode. That will never die. Never die. Good stuff. All right. Let me see here. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. I accidentally pushed the wrong button. I'm having all kinds of issues here tonight. Um, again, this would not be us uh, if things went smoothly. Um, as always, I'm going to start off the show tonight with our weekly shield. Make sure you're following us on all of our social medias. Uh, you can find us over at Facebook, facebook.com slash convince me show. That's where you're going to get the Tuesday night previews uh, the day before the show drops everywhere else. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter at convince me show. That's where sometimes we turn the show topic over to you, which we need to do again soon because we haven't done that in a while. Uh, we will be doing that soon, uh, and you will be able to vote over at Convince Me Show on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, Convince Me Show. Uh, you can find us over there. Not a lot special going on over there, but you might as well follow us there. YouTube, tinyurl.com slash Convince Me Show. That's where you're going to get this show in video format, along with all of our episodes, the entirety of the episode, um, in the video format, find that over at YouTube. Again, tinyurl.com slash convince me show. And of course, every Wednesday morning, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, that's where we're dropping. If we're not there, then let us know um, and we will be there um, as soon as we can. Um, one last thing that I haven't pitched in a while, but if you in the Christmas spirit, it is the season of giving. If you would like to support us directly so that we can grow this show, so that we can up our game with advertising revenue, with equipment, if you feel like giving, anchor.fm slash convince me show, there's a listener support button. Listen, this show is free to you, but it's not free to do. Uh, so any support you feel like throwing out, we would gladly take that. Um, I will give, I will cite my work. I stole that line uh, from famed former WWE wrestler on his podcast, Shane the Hurricane Helms. Podcasts are free to you, but they're not free to do. So uh, if you feel like giving, come on. I feel like I need a Santa hat. 
and like a, a bell and like a little bucket. I, I could I could dress up like that between now and Christmas on the show. That's what I need to do. I, I could do that. Provide entertainment for all the kids and people out there. We got kids we got to put through college. We got to do something. <laughs> I just had one less than two weeks ago. Help me. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> all right. Let's get into this. Tonight's show, um, by the time this drops, by the time you're seeing this, it will be December. Um, there's a lot of big debates going on of whether you can celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving or not. Um, I'm on team no. There's a lot of people on team yes. But Thanksgiving's over. We are all free to celebrate now, regardless of what side you're on. Uh, so we're getting in the Christmas spirit tonight, and we wanted to debate some Christmas movies, but when you look at all the great Christmas movies, how can you just pick two to argue back and forth? So we're, we took an idea we've had for a while that we haven't used yet, and then we kind of modified that idea. But we're, tonight we're having our first ever Convince Me Draft. Myself versus Mr. Elrod will be drafting teams of five Christmas movies each, and whichever one has the best compilation – of those five movies, according to Mr. Bennett, who will be our mediator and our judge tonight, whoever comes up with the best compilation of movies will win. Mr. Bennett, are you looking forward to uh, this new format tonight? I am looking forward to this format. This will be something a little different. I like a little bit of a, I like to shake things up a little bit. Um, not a huge Christmas movie fan. I have like my core so I want to hear what you guys say about some of these other movies, if y'all can sway my decision. I've got something in my head, and I think that's how I'm going to determine my winners, but I might be able to persuade me otherwise. What's your favorite one, Bennett? You shut your mouth. Mm. Let's <laughs> go ahead and draft that number one. How about that? How about that? My favorite one, um, Forrest Gump. There we go. <laughs> no, but... Um, I actually don't have a Forrest Gump reference tonight, Ooh, sadly. But, yet. but, but, yeah, yeah. One might pop to me. We'll see. But if I'm not talking about Forrest Gump, there's another movie that comes to my mind, and that would be Home Alone. So tonight's coin toss is going to be a Home Alone related question. I hope you guys got pen and paper. If not, y'all can just yell it out loud at the same time. The number. Okay, we'll do pen and paper. All right. A little backstory before we get into the question, or it kind of rolls into the question, rather. Home Alone, in its opening weekend, topped the box office, making a little bit over $17 million in theaters across the United States. This movie maintained its number one spot for a full 12 weeks and remained on the top 10 until June of the following year. That's crazy. It became the highest grossing film of 1990 and actually earned a Guinness World Record as the highest grossing live action comedy ever domestically. And it held this title for quite some time. So my question, Elrod's grinning really weird. He might know this. My no. question is, how many years did Home Alone hold the record for the highest grossing live action comedy? In years. Okay, it's pretty impressive. I'll give you that's my hint. It's All right. an impressive in number. For in for the win. Elrod is locked and loaded. Rudd is thinking of. Okay, I got a number. I'm not confident in it. 22 years. 22 years. 25 years. Correct answer, 27 years. Whoa! It held that spot for 27 years until 2017. Mm. Was it Hangover 2 that knocked it off? It was. I think I actually have that. Uh, Never Say Die knocked it off the top spot, 2017. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right, Brett. Barely. But you won. So, do you want to go first and get that top spot, or do you want to defer? Let Mr. Elrod start us off. 
You know, it would seem on this show, I always want to go second. Oh, I no, always prefer. But it seems like in a draft like show, you would want to go first. But here, here's my logic in picking this order. I personally, on my list here, have a big three to ensure that I get at least two of those big three. I'm going to let Elrod have the number one pick. Wow. Hmm. Okay. All right, Elrod, you got to come out. You got to come out fire, and then you got two minutes. Okay. Starting now. Well, in a draft like this, you want to go with the Patrick Mahomes. You want a type of movie. You want to go with the best. It's not even a debate on what the best Christmas movie is. And that, I'm my friend. I'm out before what? I say it. You just went. Paused. You just went full Mel Kiper, and not only <laughs> how you presented that, but I, and the size of the head, uh, the head and the hair, I, I felt like I well, was that, about that to was okay. broken down like Mel okay. Kiper. I want my 13 seconds back. Money. New rule. El, you're paused. You're paused. You're paused. Good. New rule. Elrod, you have to do Mel Kiper on your five picks. Rut, you have to do Chris Collinsworth every there time. We go. There we go. Now, here's a Christmas movie. <laughs> and also, much like Mel Kuyper, I'm guessing three out of five of these, Elrod says, are going to be wrong. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll give you two minutes back. There we go. That's right. I'm, well, I'm, I it's, the, it's the season of giving. As I was very rudely interrupted by Mr. Collinsworth, you've got to go with the best. The best Christmas movie of all time is not even a debate. It is It's a Wonderful Life. This is not a debate. It's number one consistently across the board. It's a great, it's the greatest Christmas story in terms of the American storytelling of all time. Jimmy Stewart, George Bailey's character in this movie, is iconic. The story about how I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty dark story. I mean, he's about to commit suicide at the start. Going from that, going back in his life, showing what would happen if he did do something like that. It's such an iconic story. It's number one. It's got to be number one. The impact of this movie for just it came out in 1946. It always airs on NBC on Christmas night. It's always the nightcap for Christmas. You've got the animated movies, sure. You've got some live comedy movies. That's fine, too, about Christmas. But across the board, critics, Rotten Tomatoes, everybody agrees It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas movie of all time. All right. You had 34 seconds left to spare. I like that. All right, Rut. Wonderful Life is off the board. So you're going to go back to back here. So start me off with your number one and then go right into your number two. Well, in my best, Chris Collinsworth, um, Mr. Kaiperrod, um just pulled out his Jamarcus Russell. Oh. Um, <laughs> because he just took what was number 10 on my draft board. So I'm out. I'm out. You timed out. This is the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that Jamarcus Russell has ever been compared to Jimmy Stewart on any show. It's got to be. <laughs> you just took number 10 off my draft board. I'm not too upset right now. And we are off the rails. But I will take the time to dog him on, on his because I have the extra time. And the reason I have the extra time – with my first pick is because I'm going with the home run hitter that Bennett already broke down more than half of my points. Number one pick has got to be home alone. As Mr. Bennett has said, it was number one in the box office for 12 straight weeks from mid November into February. Didn't drop. It dropped out of the top 10 a little bit past April and then came back into the top 10 all the way into June. It was the third highest grossing film at the time behind Star Wars and E.T. 
that's the company it was in at the time. It was nominated for two Academy Awards. It is an absolute cult classic. It made Macaulay Culkin a superstar. Um, and, and real quick, just to wind this up, you're going to hear me refer to three polls tonight. I could have went to a lot more, but I went with, with some tried and true uh, good sources, not fake news. Um, USA Today, Rotten Tomatoes, and Ranker. Those are three lists I looked at. Uh, USA Today, Home Alone came in at number 19. Rotten Tomatoes didn't do so good. Critics weren't huge on Home Alone. Um, but it was number three on Ranker, which is uh, voted entirely by fans. And I will – you can go ahead and reset the timer if you want. Because uh, I'm going from number two. My number two pick surprisingly has a lot to do with my number one pick. Uh, I'm going – throwing critics aside here, probably the fan favorite Christmas movie of all time that I'm picking with my number two pick here. Hold on just a minute. I almost went too far. We're going to cut off the Facebook preview right here. Hopefully, oh, I drew. Oh, don't do that to them. That's mean. Whoa. That's mean, cruel. You know what's mean and cruel? Watching the Facebook preview and not checking out the whole show. That's what's mean True. and cruel. So we are going to cut off the Facebook preview right here. You want to know what my pick is? You got to come back and get it tomorrow. For those of you on the podcast and on YouTube, we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Sorry for that cliffhanger through the commercial um, that just hit me, but I'm kind of happy with it. I'm kind of proud of it. Um, but anyway, I will hop right back into this. Um my number two pick actually has some tie-ins to my number one pick. They're both John Hughes movies. They're both fan favorites. My number two pick, I'm taking National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Obviously, I've made Elrod very angry. It's one of the most quotable Christmas movies ever. John Hughes wrote this film, one of the greatest filmmakers of our time, and the connection there is he wrote Home Alone as well. Another connection, Christopher Columbus was signed on to direct this film, and him and Chevy Chase did not get along, so he was released as director, and in order to make up to him for that, John Hughes let Christopher Columbus direct Home Alone. So uh, that's how those two intertwine. Uh, Christmas Vacation debuted number two at the box office. Uh, it was number, and that was behind... Uh, I believe Back to the Future 2. So it's been at first two weeks at number two. Uh, then it hit number one in its third and fourth week. The famed vacation uh, movie franchise, which is one of the more legendary ones in American history, uh, especially as far as comedy goes. This was the highest grossing vacation film out of those. Now I want to get into polls. Again, critics... Get rid of them. Rotten Tomatoes has it as number 54. That's fine. Let's look at the USA Today poll. USA Today poll has Christmas Vacation at number four. Let's look at Ranker. Voted completely by fans, no critics, just observers. Christmas Vacation comes in at number one, according to the people. That is, I'm getting it as a, as a steal here in the second round. And for those of you kids out there that haven't seen this movie, get off your phone, get off social media, Twitter's full, go check out Christmas Vacation. You know what my favorite thing about you, Roddy, is, is how we have these podcasts. And one week you'll hop, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's the Rotten Tomatoes this, Rotten Tomatoes that. But when you when Rotten Tomatoes doesn't put Christmas Vacation up, they're like, well, Rotten Tomatoes says it's, but they got to go to those other things. Hey, it's still top 50 on be there. Consistent. Be consistent, right? That's all that I'm asking you to do is be consistent. It's still on there. Home Alone's a reach at one. Very, very, very raw. Very, it's a reach. It's a reach with your first pick. One and two are interchangeable to me. I was appealing to my judge 
with my pick. I know. He doesn't know me. Okay, you didn't even mention the best thing about Home Alone. Yeah, I think you should be deducted one point. I have two minutes time. Well, my favorite thing about Home Alone is the fact that John Candy was paid four hundred dollars to be in the movie, and every line that he says in the movie, he made up himself. That's the best thing coming off Home Alone. I watched it a few days ago, and you can tell. He he recorded all his parts in one day too. That's impressive. One day, twenty-three hour day, but he got them all done. Who's better, uh, John Candy or Chris Farley? Right, Chris Farley. But mm, that, no, should, that should be your next episode. It's no disrespect to John Candy because I just watched Home mm. Alone the other day. That's our Thanksgiving tradition night. Thanksgiving night tradition at our house. We put up the Christmas tree and watch Home Alone. The day after, planes, trains, and automobiles just happened to be on, and I watched a good amount of it. John Candy is the man. He's not Chris Farley, but he's the man. Okay. Yeah, I see that coming around the corner one day. Yeah. I will say this, Rod. Your two, not my two and three. How about that? Not my All two. Right. Well, L. Rob, why don't you give me your number two and your number three? Your one, not my top nine. All right. If, okay, ready? If I went with It's a Wonderful Life at One being the greatest live action Christmas movie of all time. I want to go to the animated world now and select drum roll, not the crappy Jim Carrey version, but the original version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1967. It's prompted a few sequels, but how the Grinch, the original Grinch, is usually the first Christmas movie that comes out after Thanksgiving. It was just on the other day. It's classic. It's nostalgia. Seeing the Grinch, seeing his dog, seeing the little Who's down in Whoville have all their possessions taken back up the mountain. And the lesson you learn is it's not the possessions. It's being together with your family and your friends. And it's about how that can even make the meanest one of them all, the Grinch, make his heart grow big. I don't really care for the crappy sequels. Uh, you may like the Jim Carrey version. You know Ron Howard directed that movie? I did not know that until like an hour ago. The original Grinch has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's number two behind It's a Wonderful Life. So I am getting great value with this pick right here. Great value. The best animated Christmas movie of all time, The Grinch. I think this is one of the rare times I completely agree with Elra. I don't know if it's oh. because I am The Grinch. At least that's what my wife calls me. And then my son's starting to call me The Grinch. So that's not cool. I don't know if it's my appreciation for Dr. Seuss. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up on that. But I have a spot for The Grinch. Maybe your it's the mouth, story behind it. You could stretch your mouth right when I made that comment from all good to Kentucky about the Jim Carrey comment. Here's here's my thing. You say you prefer the the original, the animated version. That's fine. But it was the disrespect thrown at the Jim Carrey version. I, I don't have I put the Jim Carrey version ahead of it. But I'm very, very biased because I've been a huge Jim Carrey fan since Ace Ventura, really since In Living Color, um, when I was very, very young. So I have a bias. I love anything Jim Carrey does. If you like the animated version better, that's fine. But to throw disrespect at the Jim Carrey version. Disrespect. All right. All right. It's, truth hurts. The truth hurts. That's one lesson people can take home tonight. All right, I'm ready right. to make the next. The pick is in. I wish we had some music at the bottom with like do 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 do. The pick is in. Do do do. Pick is in. Elra, number three. Number three. If you've got one, I'll say two and three, or one A and one B on my list. If the Grinch is one A in terms of greatest animated Christmas movie, number two is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The original one, 1964, so three years older than The Grinch. 
maybe this usually comes on a week or two after Thanksgiving. And it's usually, you know, you're in Christmas mode when you see the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on CBS. It's been on CBS ever since the 60s. You've got um, the snowman narrating the movie. You've got Yukon Cornelius, Hermie the Elf, very underrated character in that movie. You've got the abominable snowman. You've got a great story about how it, it teaches kids, you know, you don't have to fit in. Be yourself. The elf. The elf, he wanted to be a dentist. That's all he wanted. He didn't want to make toys. So I'm getting great value here with Rudolph and the Grinch at two and three. Great story. Also has a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes right behind the Grinch in terms of animated Christmas movies. So my picks so far are just, I've got one, two, and three, and they're so solid. I mean, these movies right here, I mean, you might as well just end it right now because my three will dwarf anything that he puts on the list. All right. You know, um, the, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer the animated version, I think it's like the very first uh, Christmas movie that I remember watching as a kid. So definitely has a place in my heart for that movie as well. That's, and I love animated movies. So that's a, that's a good choice there, Elrod. Solid choice. Elrod's bringing it to that. Rudolph was on my draft board. It almost cracked my top five. Um, it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic classic. You still haven't stolen any of my top five, so I may not have to go deep on my draft board, but that one was the closest one. Um, so I, if a wonderful life is Jamarcus Russell, who is the Grinch and Rudolph? Um, the Grinch. Hmm. Let's see here. The Grinch is probably. I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott because it's a solid choice. However, there have been those that come behind him that some people prefer. Maybe the Jim Carrey version's Dalvin Cook. Um, and now you're now we're talking. That's my boy. That I love I love how you're throwing these in here for him. It's as pretty far, smart. As far as Rudolph goes, I think Rudolph is, is probably. Um, He's a good Tyler Lockett, not completely highly drafted, but a very solid choice that anybody would like to have higher on some teams' boards than others. Um, but a solid pick, I'll give you that. Well, Chevy Chase is Philip Rivers. Everybody hates Philip Rivers, just like everybody in the movie industry hates Chevy Chase and won't work with him. Chevy Chase, in real life, from all I've heard, I've never met the man, is a douchebag. Chevy Chase and Vacation is fantastic. So he's playing the opposite of himself. So it sounds kind of like Philip Rivers. <laughs> Guy's kind of, you know how he is on the field. Guy's really cool, like in interviews, but he's never made a mistake in his life. Throwing a fit on the field, yeah. It's always someone else's. Problem. I heard he had about fourteen of them at home. Oh wait, no, he meant to have those. Those weren't mistakes. <laughs> You know, um, I saw I saw one of the Chargers play in Nashville, and Philip Rivers got a penalty for kicking the football out of out of a fit of rage. So that's that's all I need to know about Philip Rivers. It's like Chevy Chase going crazy and kidnapping his boss at the end of Christmas vacation. Just a lot of rage. I don't think it's very kid appropriate. Oh, it's definitely not Funny. kid appropriate. I won't let my kid watch Christmas vacation. But what I will let my kid watch is what I'm picking here at number three. Number three, my number three and my number four here could be steals of the draft. My number three is a movie that has an incredible cast. It's a movie that is award-winning. It's a movie that is probably the most universally loved by critics and fans on this entire list. And it's probably going to be the newest movie on this list. At number three, I'm taking Elf. <laughs> Look at the cast of Elf. Yeah. Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell, and this was hot Will Ferrell. But look, 
You've got Bob Newhart, James Conn. These are classic all-time American. Are you kidding me, Reach? These are classic all-time American actors. You've got Peter Dinklage, who went on to be one of the biggest, I guess pun intended, actors in the world with Game of Thrones, uh, playing a fantastic role. The cast is stacked. This movie was nominated for nine awards and won two. Now let's look at the polls. Critics pretty high on um, on Elf. It's number thirty-one on Rotten Tomatoes, which is about middle of the road, but that's higher than a lot of these other fan favorite movies. USA Today has it at number three. Ranker has it at number four. When we're looking at critic score and what people like. Elf is, is probably the where those two meet. That's where Elf is. Um, it's a great movie, probably the newest movie um, on this list. Transitioning into number four, that I also feel is a steal, and it is also universally regarded as a classic. This might be the most classic one on my list provided Elrod doesn't steal my number five because uh, I've got some other classics deep on the board here. Number four, I'm going with The Christmas Story. There it is. In 2012, A Christmas Story was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. This movie is the definition of a sleeper movie. It only grossed $2 million when it was in theaters, and it was out of the theater by Christmas. It didn't even make it to Christmas. But since then, it has gained such a cult following to the point that every year, Turner Networks, who own the right to the movie now, have what they call their 24 hours of a Christmas story on TBS and on TNT. They've done this for several years. And here's, we want to talk about people loving this movie. 2019, the most watched programs on Christmas day, 13 out of the top 25 were separate airings of a Christmas story in 2019 on Christmas day day uh usa today has it at number 10 rotten tomatoes has it at number 21 ranker has it at number six it is an all-time classic sold more red rider bb guns than any other form of trans of advertising could ever do number four i'm taking christmas story love those picks rut i love it and i, I do agree with you that a christmas story is a sleeper because it literally puts you to sleep every time you watch it. It's a great movie. You know, uh, before I... Says the guy off, who picked It's a Wonderful Life, number one? <laughs> no, my, my, favorite, my favorite comment about A Christmas Story was this from the New York Times, fake news. But it says, there's a number of small, unexpectedly funny moments in A Christmas Story, but you have to possess the stamina of a pearl diver to find them. That's how I feel about that movie. Only there's nothing else on. Are fragile. There's nothing it else you on. Italian in the movie. <laughs> there's nothing else on on Christmas Day. So of course, I mean, of course, it's going to be. But Elf, I love the picture. Elf is the biggest reach so far because Will Ferrell, I love his SNL stuff, but his movies, other than Step Brothers and maybe the first Anchorman, have totally sucked. Let's be honest. The majority of Will Ferrell movies totally suck. And you can put Elf in that category, too. So I love that pick. Right? Love that pick. Great, great pick. Great pick. Yeah, you just hate Christmas? I'm you, a fan of Elf. I understand why you had Grinch at number two. Not only do your picks suck, your take on my picks are all terrible. But I'm, I'm glad we're on two different wavelengths because I don't have to go really deep in my draft pool. You know what my first four picks on my draft pick were? The first four picks I made. So. I'm hey the same same here. So Rudd's Rudd's sitting good on his roster. Um, Elrod, Elrod sounds like he's sitting pretty good on his roster. Elrod, give me your fourth and then your fifth if we make it that far. 
fourth and fifth. Without riding. Number four. Oh, let's see here. Number four, I'm going with the Santa Claus. 1994. The Santa Claus, the one thing the Santa Claus, the, the franchise as a whole has done is it's caused everybody to misspell Santa Claus. Everybody spells Santa Claus C-L-A-U-S-E. That's not the correct spelling of Santa Claus. So it has had an effect. Every time I watch Santa Claus, I pick up on something different, like a, a joke or, or something like that. The, this, the sequel to the Santa Claus suck, let's be honest. Not good. But the first Santa Claus movie is hilarious. It's Tim, it's, besides Toy Story, it may be my favorite Tim Allen movie. It's quintessential Tim Allen. And one thing I'll say about this movie, there was a, uh, there's a scene in, in the movie where uh, Scott Calvin is talking to his ex-wife. And basically he says, you know, call your ex at 1-800-SPANK-ME. You won't see this on any of the, of the uh, Disney took the Santa Claus routes over. You won't see this on any other Disney platform because they took it out. Because in 1996, a young child in Seattle, Washington did call 1-800-SPANK-ME. And uh, when you call that number, it, it's not the Santa Claus. It, it's to a sex line, and he wrapped up a $600 bill uh, on that call. So you will not uh, be seeing that in the current. But get the Santa Claus at Wait, number. Merry Christmas. Get the Santa Claus at four is the steal of this draft, and it's not even close. That That's number one on some people's list. Getting it up for great value. I like I like the potential here. Uh, it just adds to a great bench of movies that I have so far. And like I said, th this thing's over. Just putting this at number four. When you compare this to a Christmas story, the Santa Claus is ten times the movie a Christmas story is. It's ten times the movie. Before you go into number five, first of all, the Santa Claus was on my list. It is not a steal at number four. It was deep on my list, but it was on my list. I'll give you that. I want to go back to this child calling this phone number. <laughs> you know, you can blame the movie for him calling. He calls, he gets there. It's not what he thought it was. To rack up $600, he stayed on the line for a while. Um <laughs> While that may not have been his intention, he didn't mind being there. Uh, he hung around. I don't think you can blame that on the movie. No, no, you can't. You can't uh, blame. Yeah. So to round this out, Bennett, Let's I, hear it. I've already. My my starting. My good. Ah uh, yeah. Oh okay. I'm waiting. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, waiting. Waiting. There it is. Go. I could get the trifecta. If I choose Frosty the Snowman right here, this 1969 version, I have the Grinch, Rudolph, and Frosty. The trifecta. The three horsemen right here if I go that. But I'm not going to go with Frosty here. I'll let Rudd have that if he chooses that. But I'm going to go with the most controversial pick of this draft. Because it is the most con – we could have an episode about this subject right here. Is Die, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And it most certainly is. No. I'm taking you, Bennett, to Nakatomi Plaza. I'm taking you to the movie that made Bruce Willis an action hero. There's a huge debate about whether this is actually a Christmas movie, but it is. You've got snow, Christmas Eve. You've got presents. You got Bruce Willis giving out presents to Hans and his henchmen. This movie is quintess. And he got Carl Winslow. He's a cop in this movie. It's a great Christmas movie for the whole family. It maybe not the whole family. Maybe maybe not the kids. But getting diehard at five here. When you look at this list, this is I've got my top five, and he didn't pick any of them. And this is such a solid draft right here. I'll talk more about this in closing, but getting Die Hard at five is a dream. 
is a dream. And I only need 30 seconds because this thing's over. It's over. Die hard. Right. He took die hard from you. Stole it right from on you. Number five. Yeah. Die hard is not. <laughs> it's not. It's a great movie. The screenwriter. The screenwriter who wrote the movie says it is. So you going to doubt the guy who wrote the movie? Yes. Okay. Is Batman 2 a, a Christmas movie? A lot. Not a lot of people say it is, but it could be. It took place at Christmas, so it's got to be a Christmas movie. No. You didn't have Santa Claus. Die Hard is not a, Die Hard is not a Christmas <laughs> movie. That's a huge debate out there. I mean, we could have it a, is a huge debate. Show is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Hmm. Here's my controversial pick, and it's controversial because of this. First of all, no rod didn't get any of my top five, so happy day. Hallelujah. Here, the reason why this is my controversial pick is because it's not the obvious pick. I'm going to go up the movies that haven't been named by me or Elrod. I'm going to start at the bottom of my draft board of movies that haven't been named by either one of us, and then I'm going to get to number five. And people may say, number five, why did you pick that over these others? Ones that did not make this draft that are on my draft board. White Christmas with Bing Crosby, fantastic classic. A Charlie Brown Christmas, another classic. The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Miracle on 34th Street. Jingle All the Way, which is an awful movie, but it's so awful that it's kind of awesome. Barely missing my top five. That was my go-to should Elrod steal any of my movies. Probably one of my favorite Christmas movies ever, Muppet Christmas Carol, because it's a classic. The Muppets that you, oh shut your mouth! Don't you dare disgrace the good name of the Muppets. Sucks. But going on the same length of that classic Christmas Carol story, at number five, I'm going with Scrooge, because as far as a great movie, Scrooge is a great movie. This was Bill Murray's return to film. He took a four-year hiatus after Ghostbusters. When he came back, it was with Scrooge. The movie had a $32 million budget, took three and a half months to film, and it has since become a cult classic. It's a perfect blend uh, of slapstick and black comedy. Um, It's a perfect blend of love and loss, of life and death. Really has no no business being as good of a movie as it is, but it's astounding. USA Today had it ranked as their number one Christmas movie of all time. Cracks the top 50 on Rotten Tomatoes. Cracks the top 20 on Ranker. It's Bill Murray close to his finest. Number five, I'm going Scrooge. So you talked about uh, movies that did not make your top 10. A few of those were on my list, but one we haven't talked about tonight that isn't well, a lot by critics, but it is a Michael Keaton movie. It is one of my don't say Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Oh it gets it gets attacked. I don't really don't. Maybe the special effects are not very good, no. but the movie is great. It really is a great movie. And I don't like Charlie Brown's Christmas, so uh, that was going to be the other movie that I poo pooed, but. We didn't talk about that one enough. Everybody, Not a fan of Charlie Brown. Everybody that's watched or listened to this show for any amount of time knows anytime Batman is mentioned, I love me some Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's second worst movie of all time is Jack Frost. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a great family the movie. Worst movie of all time is White Noise. Yeah, White Noise is not good. <laughs> and his best movie is not Batman. It's that uh uh, spotlight, spotlight. That is very good. It's a weird way to say Batman. <laughs> and I hope you're talking about the spotlight when they flash the 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 Batman logo. That better be the only spotlight you're talking about. And even in later years, Michael Keaton has been fantastic in the Spider-Man movies for the Marvel franchise. Oh, you don't want to talk about Marvel movies, do you? No comment. We're not talking about Marvel and not right? We're talking about Christmas. Christmas movies. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the past. We're not talking about the past. We're talking about the present. We're not talking about the past, says the man who picked It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life at number one. Hey, sometimes you got to talk about the past. And that. <laughs> All right. 
Just like you with okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes is great. No, Rotten Tomatoes. Blah, blah, blah. All right, Elrod, you seem pretty pretty set when you're uh, your top five of your draft here. So I need you to convince me here as to why your five is better than Rudd's five. I mean, just look at the list. <laughs> let's let's analyze this. When you look at a draft, Bennett, you want to look at top to bottom. You just don't look at the first pick a team makes. You don't look at the second round. It's in the later rounds that the draft is really judged. How how did they that's how the Patriots got so good? Their later round picks. Tom Brady, sixth round. Look at my list top to bottom. It's a Wonderful Life, well regarded as the best Christmas movie of all time by Rotten Tomatoes and critics alike. I got The Grinch at number two, which has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I got The Santa Claus at four. Heck, I could have got the trifecta and went with Frosty, the safe pick, but I'll with a track, you have to take chances. You, you've got to find that diamond in the rough. And that's what you got with Die Hard. A lot of people are going to question this pick, say, oh, is it a Christmas movie or is it not? It most certainly is. It is a total Christmas movie. When you compare this five to Rutt's five, a Christmas story will put you to sleep in 10 minutes. It does me. I ain't the only one. Look at the reviews. A lot of people just don't like the Christmas story. Scrooge, a lot Bill Murray. Scrooge is not as good as, as Die Hard. Elf is not as good as Ralph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I love Chevy Chase, even though he's a questionable character in real life. Not as good as a Grinch. And Home Alone is not no Jimmy Stewart. It is not It's a Wonderful Life. You, When you look at a draft, you want to look at quality, depth. You want to look at consistent. And this is... This is a wide range of movies. I just don't have animated movies. I've got a complete set. I've got it's a I've got kid movies. I've got serious movies like a uh, Wonderful Life, and I've got action movies with Die Hard. I've got a consistent list. These five, this five, much better than his five. Hmm. Yeah, I I, uh, I see where you're coming from with your your list. You've got some questionable ones, but mm. but I do see. I do see where you're coming from, especially some problems, but I'll get to that in a minute, right? Tell me why you think your five here that I'm looking at is better than Elrod's. I am a man of the people. And I want, there are a lot of things, but if you look at my first four picks, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, Elf, and A Christmas Story. You know what all four of those have in common? One of the things? They're all ranked higher than It's a Wonderful Life on Ranker, which is ranked by fans. For you to say that, oh, nobody likes the Christmas Story, it's boring, people say otherwise. Um, to say Elf is a reach, people say otherwise. I am a man of the people. My list here has... A, a, a it is the perfect mix. It is a mix of Hollywood blockbuster with Home Alone. It is cult favorites, cult classics with with Christmas Vacation, with Scrooge, with a Christmas Story. It brings in what that perfect mix of critics and fans with Elf. If you want to look at the complete picture you want a fan you want a movie you can watch with your family with your children great grab elf if you want to watch something with just the adults and laugh hysterically then christmas vacation is the way for you anybody no matter what your you want a classic you want something new you want something for the family you want something you can enjoy without the kids uh you want the feel-good moment you want the laugh Anything you look for in a Christmas movie, at least one, if not multiple one, of my list, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, Elf, A Christmas Story, and Scrooged, this list provides it. My list, far superior. And, by the way, if you want to fall asleep tonight, hold the mattress, hold the sheet, just pop in a Christmas story, you'll fall asleep real quick. All right. couple of notes. I'm going to start with Elrod. 
Number five, Die Hard. I know there's a big, huge debate. I can't say the way because I've never seen Die Hard. What? Never seen Die Hard. So you have got to be. I don't, I don't know if it's a Christmas, Christmas movie or not. <laughs> I can't tell you if it's a Christmas movie or not. It um, certainly is. It's not. Rudolph. I, I like the Rudolph pick because it. I had a hard time leaving it off of my top five. Like I said, that's the that's the one I remember thinking back to my very very early memories of watching Christmas movies. So I love I love Rudolph. Grinch I have is your best pick. That that's in my top five. I think because I am the Grinch and number one, It's a Wonderful Life. I've heard about this movie. I know that all the all the hubbub around it, but I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, and I refuse to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I don't think I will ever watch It's one. I don't know why. I just I just don't I don't want to see it. I have no oh care to watch It's a Wonderful Life because mm. you're under fifty. <laughs> Barely, I'm getting there. Maybe maybe when I turn fifty, and mm. we're still going strong, we'll we'll re we'll. Uh, I've never seen Scrooge. This list. I only watch good Bill Murray movies like Caddyshack. So you're gonna? I've never seen it, but it sucks. Now, no. speaking of Scrooge, though, I've never seen Scrooge either. Honestly, fantastic. I've, I've I've heard of it, but I've I've just I've never for whatever reason maybe I've never caught it or just never really sat down and said, "Oh, Scrooge, I'm gonna." Watch search, this and always go to my others. Search the airwaves. It will be on somewhere in the next month. Um, I mean, I'm sure it will. It's a modern day version of the Christmas Carol story where, you know, the ghost of Christmas past and future, yada, yada, yada. It's it's a comedy modern take on that, but it's it's Bill Murray. Come on. It won't be on TNT or TBS, though. Those idiots could be playing the Christmas story on loop for 10 days on end. You really think a, a network is going to play something 24 hours if it's not profitable? Uh, when there's nothing else on, probably. They can put on whatever they want. They're freaking TV stations. They should put on Seinfeld instead of The Christmas Story. You get more viewers. Huh. All right. I also have Elrod. Oh, you're, you're sitting down. Okay, good. I have. Christmas story as the steal of the entire draft. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was that. That made it all the way to eight no, to pick number eight. Oh, when that should have been that should have been a second round for me. So, ooh, I can't, I can't believe it made it all the way to the fourth round. I was getting worried between flame out. two of y'all. Get a flame out in two years. Elf, Elf is the new one on the block, but. I'm good for watching Elf once or twice. You know, it's it's a change up. It's it's funny. You know, I feel like if you watch it more than a few times, it gets kind of I don't know. It gets kind of old and it gets kind of tiring. But I'm good for a couple of times. Uh, also, of course, Christmas Vacation, which funny enough, I didn't start watching Christmas Vacation until a couple of years ago. I'd never seen it. It's by far the best Chris or it's the best vacation movie of the four. I'll agree. But now now I love it. And then of course you got home alone. So here here's here's how I was going to judge this. I wrote down I actually have six that I wrote down. And I was gonna see which one of y'all hit on the I guess my top five. Number six I had was Elf. That was my number six. But my number five was was Charlie Brown. I, I can't believe y'all left off Charlie Brown. I know Rutt talked about it in his – it was one of his reserves. It was on his bench. But how iconic is the sad little tree? Everybody everybody knows that little bitty tree. You know, you can even if – you, if you're not really big into Christmas trees, you can just buy that little bitty tree and put it up. And you're cheating, but everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And you put your little ornament on it. It's Charlie Brown. So it's safe to say you didn't like my Charlie Brown shade I threw at the end, at the very end there. Uh, that didn't that didn't help your case, but it's okay. It, I mean, I, it's number five. It's not like it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Number four, I have is the Grinch. Mm -hmm. So that one goes to Elrod. Yep. You picked Elrod. You got Grinch. 
my number three movie was Christmas Vacation, and that was Rutt's number two pick. My number two is a Christmas story. I can't believe mm-hmm. it. It's on 24 hours. They run a 24-hour marathon, so I, I try to watch at least like 20 hours of it. <laughs> Depending on how much traveling I'm doing. I, oh, man, I, I love it. Um, and then, of course, my number one is Home Alone, and that was Rutt's number one. So mm. of my top five, Rutt has the top three. So, of the draft, I'm going to have to give it to Mr. Rudd. But you did have the Grinch in there, and Rudolph probably was number seven. So, I'm going I, did, to just... I did win the over 50 crowd tonight because if you look at my movies, they came out in 1946, 1967, 1969, 1964, uh, 1994, and 1988. So, why? White, white Christmas and Miracle on 34th Street might have moved up my list if that's who we were pandering to. <laughs> but I will say this. I did pander to my judge a slight amount. Oh, oh a slight amount. Course, I, yeah. I just put it a little bit and mild. When you look at my draft board, number one on my draft board is Christmas Vacation. Oh, so, so I, two on my draft board is Home Alone. I might have swapped them to pander to the judge. I, that's a disqualification. It's a, I, I, stop, a, stop this. I've got this a one and two also. They're they're one and two on my list. No. They so, just they flip flop. And I also should have pandered since I had three four back to back. I should have put Christmas Story three and now four, but I stuck with my list on that. Either way. Hey, I like my top five. We're going to win uh, best Christmas movie list in 1990. That's what I was shooting for. Not not 2020. 1990 is what I was shooting for. <laughs> well, in 1990, Home Alone, does Home Alone count? It came yes, out. Home Alone the, yeah, it came out. Yes. Okay well, okay. well, I had the hottest movie of that year. Um, <laughs> okay. I should have said 1980 instead of 1990. <laughs> Okay, if you do 1980, one of my movies was made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some yeah. Christmas story. Well, no. When did Christmas story come out? Uh, it, was, it was in the 80s. It was yeah. like 83, so none of my movies were out in 1980. Yeah, that's what this should have been. Best Christmas movie in the year 1980. Okay, well, sub, sub uh, category of 80s, Elrod wins the 80s. There we go. Not leaving empty-handed. You can't give – you can't uh, let – a child not have a present. So. Right. Are you are you an old soul? You've got the wonderful life, the Grinch, Rudolph. It's nostalgia. Okay, the other two. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a soul. Four of mine were made in the eighties. So if you and I was made in the eighties. So I mean, from a personal standpoint, this is what I grew up on. Except throw Elf on kind of there towards the end, but that's where my list came from. Elf is the most overrated Christmas movie of all time. Negative. Elf. Elf. It is. What would be considered a Christmas classic since 1995 till now? The last mm. 25 years. Elf and what else? Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> is that um, Elf I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, exactly. It's, just, it's not my cup of tea. There hasn't been a whole lot of good Christmas movies since then. There hasn't been a whole lot. Well, because the '80s made all the good ones, um, and uh, yeah, they quit. After Home, Home Alone too. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there go. we go. I like this episode. This was yeah. fun. We'll have to do these drafts more often. Um, there might be. I haven't discussed it with my co-host. There might be another Christmas-related episode, uh, maybe closer to Christmas time. Uh, and we might do it something like this, because this has been fun. So, uh, But you'll have to stay tuned for that. Look for that later in December for next week. Don't know what we're doing yet, but it'll probably be something fun. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you guys for joining us. Hop on our socials. Again, Facebook, Twitter, 
YouTube, Instagram. Let us know whose list you like. Tell us what your list is, your list of five. Uh, we want to know. Um, and, and make sure Elrod knows that his list sucks. Make Not sure list right. and tells him that. Uh, but anyway, guys, anything else before we go? Yeah, this was fun. Stolen for me. I'm contesting these results. It was stolen. It, uh, this was just old movies much better than this current crap. I, I guess, I'm a grumpy old man. Grumpy old man. I don't know what he's talking about. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> talking about Christmas movies. Everybody loves Christmas movies. Merry Christmas. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Something fun, educational, and entertaining, or at least one of the three. Uh, but until then, for Mr. Elrod, for Mr. Bennett, I am Andy Rutherford, and we will see you next week on Convince Me. Peace.